2: The ball goes
0: backwards and into Mac, drills the cross-kick, a piercing cross-kick it is for Gail Finkley! Grace,
2: so welcome and bienvenue, part four of the Rock and Roll preview podcasts. uh, I'm hoping my voice is going to hold on for dear life because we're about halfway through. Uh, I've got Ryan with me as always to help me through. How are you doing, man?
1: Yeah, not bad. Not bad, you?
2: Yeah. yeah, not too bad at all. And tucked lovingly away in an underground bunker with uh, rugby's other invaluable treasures, including the any Badger, Matt Kitto's glove maker, and the man who creates the 98% pure smug that they inject Inverdale with before England Games. Representing fans, So Robbie Owen for the day. <laughs> Robbie Squid Rugby Owens with us.
0: Hi, yeah. How are you doing? You've just answered that question. Never mind. Yeah, I don't need need to ask it again, do I? No, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) It
2: just comes out automatically. It's an an instant response. Yeah. It's It's like muscle memory.
0: Exactly. It's built into be vaguely polite. And that's just my default reaction in all situations.
2: (laughs) Even ones where you generally shouldn't be polite, you're always polite.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, fittingly, my two reactions are be generically polite or talk about French rugby. So, you know, it's kind of ideal. You know, I, can, <laughs> I went for the wrong mode there, really.
2: <laughs> it's the perfect booking for this podcast. <laughs> so we're going to uh, stick to the, the theme you've had up until this point. We're going to randomly fire some questions at you and mm-hmm. see what answers you can come up with. So we'll take it in turns. Generally, what we've had so far is uh, Ryan's going to ask you some serious ones and then I'm going to ask you something that ends up turning up a bit batshit. So we'll see how it works from there.
0: Cool. Um, we, we, uh, oui, oui, um, or all, all for, and I, um, no, I am fluent in French, but I also did fail at a GCSE, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: I know, know that this will be, slightly out your comfort zone if I ask you some, some bizarre questions, because I know usually, like, it's very parallel and bland and right down the line, usually. Get... <laughs> yeah, exactly,
0: that's what, you know, that's what I like, I like, I like to be the safer the better, you know. <laughs> <laughs> The more closely I resemble '90s BBC commentary, the better. That's my <laughs> approach. So, what you're saying,
1: Robbie, is tangents do not exist no?
0: No, I'd I'd rather there were no such thing as tangents. Really, uh, I went on a long, long quest to try and get rid of tangents completely. Uh, I ran into some opposition from the International Maths Board because um, I'd forgotten they, you know, they come as a, a, a maths thing, but they've very much entered sort of lexicon as as a, as an element of speech. Uh, I'll stop that there. I think you got the the, the joke being that I don't like tangents, so went on a tangent.
1: Right, so let's make a start. Um, obviously, <clears throat> you would have seen that the squad that's been announced for France and Robbie. Obviously, there's a few people that are missing as well through injury. Mm-hmm. Um, just generally, what did you make of the squad itself? And is there anyone you thought sort of either was in that your surprise was was picked or was left out and probably should have been in?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously you said there's a few injuries. um, So Roman Andermak is the big standout there and Vimi Vakatawa as well, uh, who aren't fit. But France still have a lot of depth in there, you know? Um, And the initial squad, they did have a couple of players that I was surprised weren't in. So Vincent Onrata, who had a great six nations last year, wasn't in initially, was then called up, has since been dropped again when they cut the squad back to 31 for kind of bubbling reasons. Um, And Cameron Wokey wasn't in originally as well, despite having been fantastic every time I've seen him play. Yeah, in general, but also you know, particularly for France, he was great in the autumn. Um, but he's since been called up and he stayed in. Um, so a couple of those kind of areas have been addressed. Um, in terms of players, are sort of surprised to see in um, there. It it's sort of there's a few in the initial wider squad, but they've sort of shrunk down because I think partly we got to see so many French players in the autumn. You know, we got to see basically two and a half full squads. Uh, we, you know, they probably had to use around fifty players in the autumn. So they're kind of just cherry picking from those. So there's players like Anthony Jelange, who would have been a surprise, you know, um, a few months ago, isn't now because he was fantastic against England. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a few players, you know, Baptiste Corot, um, who again was really, really good against England, captaining them as well, kind of having come out of nowhere, and he's kind of earned himself that that third scrum-off slot when they've got a lot of competition there with it. You know, Teddy Reber is still uncapped, for instance. Um so, yeah, so I, I think it's a really exciting, really interesting squad. Um, and even though there are a couple of really high-profile players missing, um, and, and, and Vakatawa are quite high in the list of players they kind of almost aren't, can't afford to lose, and yet they've got players that can come in for them now.
1: And I suppose with them, Tamak actually missing, that probably means that the Six Nations shouldn't really take, take place, do you think? Maybe cancel <laughs> it for another year and just obviously come back once he's fit, or...?
0: Yeah, we could, you know, push it back to June. You know, there's there's talk he might make the later in the tournament, so we could just just push it back a bit. You know, but, I mean, it could it could make it even
2: more exciting. To be fair, you've got Jalabi and Carbonell oh, waiting in the wings, He's yeah. got the potential for some excitement if he's naughty.
0: I know. So Jalabert, we got to see plenty of last year, and he's a bit like a kid that's taken a lot of sugar uh, and then <laughs> run out onto a rugby pitch, and like he's increasingly looking like a test caliber 10 who's taken a lot of sugar just inject it into his veins but there's still an awful lot of blue smarties in the mix there uh Leblez smarties if you like um <laughs> where is i'm not Car- sure how
2: you failed that gcse
0: french <laughs> <laughs> um, Whereas if only they did it on puns if only there's gcse in puns um i i would have got at least a c in that um at least a a body of water in that uh louis carbonel um who is i love louis carbonel i have since the first time i saw him play because he am i allowed to swear on this i haven't checked yeah 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 he is a massive prick um (laughs) (laughs) the most endearing way like he kind of he he doesn't necessarily play like quade cooper but he reminds me of quade cooper in the way he seems to kind of feed off people hating him um, and he kind of loves the boos and jeers of the crowd in the way, you know, kind of a 2010-11-ish a Quade Cooper did. Um, and so the, the clip that keeps going around that will follow him probably his whole career is him pointing and laughing at England during a conversion in the other-20s World Cup final. Um, and there's just there's so many little bits of that, you know, of him sort of sticking a tongue out or him pulling a face or him laughing at players. Like, um, he stepped on for the scarlets when he made that try for Parise in the quarter final. Uh, a few months just after sort of lockdown was lifted and so on uh yeah and he just laughed at one of the scarlet's players um as he ran past them and that's the kind of character he is and that's why i'm a so excited to see it and be kind of expecting someone to get a red card trying to trying to take him out between I, I, now and the world cup
2: i love a low level shit house. yeah like if you're a Full shithouse, and you're looking to hurt people. I've gone. I've I'm not a big fan. But if you're a low-level shithouse that's going and winding people up while well, doing your job fantastically well as well, yeah. I, I'm all about that. Yeah. I, I love that.
0: Just the more antics we can get out of him, the better. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm really excited to see him. Just go, just just wind him up and let him go. I think Rory summed it up perfectly the other
1: day. He said that, in his opinion, in the autumn of of 2023, Louis Carbonell will be. The World Cup winning ten for France and the most hated rugby player in the world.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I—that's I, what—that's what I can see happening. You know, Untamak might have a few words, but I suppose he could shift a centre. We'll see. But yeah, he's—he's um, uh, he's so much fun if nothing else. You know, and him and Jalabert are both kind of unhinged in different ways and different directions. Yeah, and Untamak is also you know incredibly young. There was a stat that came out when. Um, when France named their squad last year and the three tens were Untemac, Carbonell and Jalabert, uh, Jacob Umanga, who was the kind of wild card young player in the England squad, was older than the three of them. <laughs> um, but despite that, uh, Untemac has this kind of like sheen of class and calm about him, whereas Carbonell yeah. and Jalabert do not have that, you know. Um, they're, they're far madder and far Frencher. Um Whereas and Max a different kind of, you know, he's the kind of like classy Frenchman who paints on the side, probably. Um, but
2: yeah, sort of laid-back, smoking Galois, yeah, on the yeah, French.
0: exactly, exactly. So yeah, I, there, it's different types of French here, and I'm I'm quite eager to see uh, Jalabert and Carbonell play with Dupont because we haven't really seen much of that. There was a sort of fifty odd minutes against Scotland last year. It was kind of the only time cool. we've seen Jalabert combined with Dupont. So that should be quite exciting.
2: So I think uh, this question is probably hardest for you out of the, out of the six nations, but if you could swap one player out of that French team for one Mm. player from any of the other five nations, what players are you going to swap?
0: Oh, I think the one thing this French, French, this French team's really missing at the minute is it needs a sort of more dominant scrum. You know, the scrum's currently quite up and down. Um, so I'd probably be taking Tyg Furlong from Ireland uh, as probably the best scrummaging tighthead and putting him in for Mohamed Hawass, who is a good, solid player, but, you know, A, just punches people sometimes. <laughs> um, and B, is the kind of tight head who will sometimes get caught out, you know, who come against certain losers, have certain techniques that will inexplicably just he'll really struggle against. Um, and he's still kind of learning his trade, as it were. So yeah, um, yeah, Tog Furlong, Tighe Furlong, I think is the player put into this French team and really round it out from yeah from the other Six Nations.
1: <clears throat> While we are chatting them um, players, then Robbie, um, mm. if if France if a France player is going to win sort of player of the, of the of the tournament this year, who do you think are going to be the, the, the sort of standard candidates for France?
0: I mean, Anton Dupont is hard to overlook. Um, it's it's hard to go far beyond him considering he was the best player in the world last year. Um, but you know, Charles Oliphant was nominated last year as well. Top tries going in the Six Nations, uh, and has been really good since, well, really good in general, but especially since taking the captaincy, then stepped up again. Um, and Gregory Aldridge as well, I thought, was just phenomenal last year. Um, Bryce Doolan was for some reason the player of the Autumn Nations Cup. Um, so again, you you sort of you look to him, you look to Damian Penno's fit again. Uh, and he would have been one of those players you're talking about this time last year, but then it's been, you know, all but the Scotland game injured for France mm-hmm. last year. Um, but yeah, it's it's Antoine Dupont. If you're picking a player who could be player of the tournament, could be world player of the year, could be player of all time, it's Anton Dupont.
2: I was going to say he's a, a once-in-a-generation player, but I think Faf de Klerk, when he's on form, is probably mm. a once-in-a-generation player as well, and they're the same yeah. generation. Team, but anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, do we need to
1: talk about sale players in this pod or not? <laughs>
0: I've got I've got the number of a former sale person who's involved in sale. I don't know if you would know him. Um, uh, no, I, no. no, but yeah, he he once showed one of my videos to Faftar Clerk so if, um,
2: <laughs> to, to the whole squad one at a yeah. time,
0: evenly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he mentioned Faftar Clerk by name. So,
2: <laughs> well, we already know you, you're big in South Africa. Razzy's probably already shown him.
0: Oh yeah, Razzie's probably listening. Hi Razzie, if you're listening right
2: now. <laughs> I like to think that Dine showed him and he went, I've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to uh really plumb the depths of your knowledge here, Robbie, because I know uh I, I know your your rugby knowledge is, is deeper than most anyway, but uh, who's got the shit that's they cut in our French team?
0: Oh uh oh now there's a question. Um off the top of my head I'm not entirely sure which is Straight. I'm sure there's a, there's a real standout, but there's a lot of sort of sensible, all just bald heads in that squad. Um,
2: this year, especially, there seems to be less shit cuts. and I wrote the question. And yeah. the more I've looked at, the more I think, yeah, there's not as many outside of Wales in England.
0: It's, yeah, Exeter. Yeah, they're sort of hogging them all. They're Stuart hogging them all. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. I don't know because they. They don't even seem to have a front rower with long hair this year With Camille was shot injured, which is normally yeah. just a go-to with France. You have a really hairy, tight five forward. Um, I mean, Killian Jirassi's very ginger and sort of, sta- he, like he's got something of Beaker from the Muppets about him. I don't know if that stands out.
2: <laughs> well, um it's become the French thing, I think, that they've always got off one on standby, because obviously Felix yeah. Lombé was there. So they've always yeah. got off one tall ginger person that might, they might call up at the <laughs> moment and all this.
0: My favourite thing about that was I always had this sort of running joke with sort of my, my brother and so on that Felix Lombou was secretly Irish. Um and he was just got very confused and lost on a night out and ended up playing with France. <laughs> 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 and then then you look at Killing Jurassic and he looks more Scottish. He looks more Scottish than than Irish. So they're kind of they're crossing Celtic barriers. They're due surely a Welsh second row soon. <laughs>
2: They must just be scouting around Britney for the, the real, like the place in France, not the pop singer from the 1980s. <laughs> <80 laughs>
0: what are they are scouting round up? What are they are? All... <laughs> <Really laughs> certain... That's the depth they've gone to. They, They're going they the to chase Billy to if she's got any big They hits. started
2: the Free Britney hashtag. in uh... <laughs> That was started by the French Federation. <laughs>
0: Um, so what
1: did you make of the, the French chances as a whole then, Robbie, for the, the tournament itself?
0: Well, they've got to be very strong, very good. The fact they've got to go, to, go away to, 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 to Twickenham um, when England are kind of the other big contenders, they probably, you know, have to be favourites. Um, that's kind of the issue, you know, the fact that traditionally, you always say France haven't travelled well, but I do think this is kind of a different team. We still saw the slip over the field. And obviously the Automations Cup, the kind of second team though, took England all the way right to the end. So we'll st- I don't know whether that'll lead to England not, you know, they were. it's hard to say whether England were taking them lightly or whatever, you know, but you kind of have to go, well, actually they're well-drilled and you can um, expect they'll only improve with more world-class players dropped into that team. So I I think they should be looking at top two again you know i think that should very much be their aim um and hopefully i'd love to see them winning twickenham and as a proud frenchman for the (laughs) sake of this podcast um i'd love to see them win twickenham and really kick on from there so yeah so it's it's i I, i'm excited because i think they're to say last year they were kind of in some ways coming out of nowhere in many other ways there was a lot of hype around them, you know? And this year, we've kind of got a bit used to France and we're kind of going, oh yeah, they've just got loads of class players in their squad. Um, There's still a chance they could cause an upset and they could win the whole thing. Uh The autumn as well,
2: there was a, a semblance of a crowd as well for that final, no, was they? when they yeah. was what, was smaller than a crowd? A, a like small 2000, gathering. Was it? 2000. It was, yeah. <laughs>
0: It was like, yeah, one of my birthday parties, the smallest crowd possible.
2: (laughs) I think there's about as many people as on this call. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Eddie Jones got his nan round.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And the dog Annie. Yeah. Uh, So, speaking of small crowds, because of lockdown as well, if you were at the lockdown with one Six Nations player, who would you least like to lock down with?
0: Oh, Six Nations, not just in this. No, actually, it is. It's Louis Carbonell. Louis Carbonell. (laughs) There's there's no way I want to be trapped in a small room with Louis Carbonell or in in a flat with Louis Carbonell. Imagine it. Because he would get... He would probably be entertaining for about a day and a half. And then you'd have a full year in which he's just being a shit. In which he's he's probably, you know, like, you, you go to have an innocent bowl of pasta and he's probably like, it won't be anything carried away. Like he wouldn't have pissed on it. He'll have like poured sugar into it or something. You know, he'll have done something really incom he'll he'll make your your cereal really spicy. Um he'll just be there's no way he does the dishes. You know, there's there's no way Louis Carbonell does the washing up. Um yeah, I I think he'd be (laughs) he would not be fun to live with.
2: You've got a brother as well, so it'd be like Mm. having it'd be like having that brother again.
0: He's like he, he sounds like dead, like he's paid of that being. Dead, dead, like that being. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'd be it'd be like that, but somehow worse. But you know, instead of my being like a like a vague person, he'd just be an outright bad person. Well, <laughs> 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 I think he's necessarily. I don't think he's evil, Louis Carbonell. I just think he's a pain in the neck. Yeah, in the way that I love, in the way I been deeply endearing from a distance. <laughs>
2: Like like that friend that you see and you think, Oh, he's great, and then you spend like an hour with him and you think, I wish he'd just fuck off now. I mean, exactly, <laughs> that,
0: yeah. I yeah, can't yeah, take yeah. no more. Like the
1: yeah. Um Well, I guess having my... having visitors over where you're babysitting their kids and when they
0: leave you can think fuck, fuck fuck, they've gone.
2: Uh you're making a mistake on babysitting other people's kids and
0: So my my equivalent of that that friend that you don't want to spend, you know, you see like at Christmas once a year or something. Uh, supports lesser tigers, so it's actually been quite funny last year. Um, <laughs> so that's been the saving grace. As
2: a scarlet fan, I've never brought it to forgive myself for anything the lesser tigers have ever done. Oh no,
0: yeah. The, I mean, the inching scandal, the the fact that I kind of I grew up, you know, obviously Welsh heritage, but in the Midlands, so I've always viewed the lesser tigers as more the local rivals than the scarlets, and because. <laughs> So it was, there was that period of about like seven years where the Ospreys and Leicester teams draw each other every single year. You know, whether it was in Europe or it was in like the final um, back when people cared about the Anglo Welsh Cup and so on. So yeah, it felt like a, a consistent rivalry. <laughs> um,
1: <clears throat> so Robbie, we've given you a bit of a challenge to uh, sort of sell France to us, so you can <laughs> fire away in thirty seconds and tell us why France are going to win the uh, Six Nations.
0: Okay, so why they're going to win the Six Nations yeah. or why you should? Okay um so france are basically fun and i think that's a word that when people have got so caught up in this idea of rugby being boring and being kicked and blah 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 blah, even when france are doing that they're kind of entertaining and you look at the team they've picked right yes they've got andy booty at fullback who is more of a kicking fullback but you saw the kick he did in in against england last year with literally thumping from his own trial line to their five meter line there's there's a kind of flair throughout them and then the back three, the wingers they've picked, they've got Damien Pena, who's you know kind of a centre he can't really kick, is the one part of his game that isn't well-rounded. I've always said he kind of reads the game a bit like a fly-off. He's he's excellent. Teddy Thomas who is nuts and Gabby Mbier, who is electric. He's so quick and so, just, he's sort of like a, like like the, the bunny from the um, battery adverts. I, I just think France are kind of the, the antidote for people saying Tess Roby's boring at the minute. I think they're wonderful, I think they're great and I worry I've already run out of time.
2: I, I don't think he keeps track anyway. I've noticed no, I this. Guess. I'm just gonna pick him up on this. He'd be shit on countdown.
0: <laughs> have an A, please. I Um, it's consonant. Sorry, go on. <laughs>
2: yeah, you can't pick the let, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say as well, you said that France are a fun team without opening up <laughs> that old argument about drop goals, so I'm quite happy with that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can start. we're all having a good time, we can we can move past it. Yeah, that it's meant to be, be
2: down a down short past. podcast. I would going have dragged on for hours. <laughs> uh Final long question for me. So, uh, Inverdale, Woodward, Jiffy, Shag, Marry, Kill.
0: Oh, okay. Um, sorry, Inverdale, Jiffy, and Clive Woodward. Sir, Sir Clive. Well, I've got to kill Clive Woodward. Um, just euthanasia is the kindest thing. Um, then that leaves me, I'm going to end up married the Jiffy. <laughs> oh, okay. And having a night of passion with John Inverdale. Cool. Can we have it after Wimbledon? (laughs) That feels like when he's most animated and most in it, you know. With a bit of Cliff Richard playing live. (laughs) You're painting
1: quite the picture.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I have to, otherwise I'd just be sick involuntarily.
2: (laughs) So we're going for Kill Clive Woodward.
0: Yeah,
2: Shag Inverdale, and yeah. marry Jiffy. Yeah, I he's got previous like... as well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. Yeah, live like a a long loveless marriage. Like we start twenty years into the marriage with Jiffy, <laughs>
2: <laughs> just jaded from
0: the from yeah. the first day. Do <laughs> we just sit passively watching the TV? Every now and again, he shouts numbers because that <laughs> round comes on a countdown. <laughs>
1: So the the final semi-serious um, <clears throat> question from me, mm-hmm. um, what's your prediction one to six of how the table is going to finish?
0: Oh, okay. Um, it's a funny year to call, I think, um, because I think mean, there's a lot of teams that are sort of shuffling and sometimes you can't tell how far they're going to go in one direction or another. Uh, instinctively, I do think England are going to win again. Um, Probably not a Grand Slam, but we'll see. Um, Then, yeah, France second. Um, I'm going to... I want to say Scotland third, but I don't know if I stand by that. Um, And I do... I feel like Wales will beat... Will win one of their home games, you know? And I think they're more likely to lose to Italy out in, in Rome... Um, which I can see that being Italy's big win, you know, that being kind of the turning point because Franco Smith looks quite close to turning something here. Yeah. Um, but I just, didn't, I feel like people going to turn something. I feel like they're going to do that thing. They always did in Gatland where they'd, <laughs> they'd be terrible for a bit. Then they'd beat Ireland really convincingly. Yeah. And I kind of, I can kind of see that happening again, you know, um, and everything clicking for a game against Scotland or Ireland or maybe even France. Um so it's, that middle bit's really hard to call. That that middle section's really, really tricky. Real
2: we'll Scotland, Island.
0: Yeah. Um yep. I might say Scotland third, because why not? Um because it'd be more entertaining than Ireland, who I'm currently finding the most boring team to talk about. Um just because they're sort <laughs> of they're in this transition, but they've hit a really safe point in transition. And I don't feel like there's anything really interesting happening with them. You know, kind of beyond the first couple of games, the autumn. So I found it quite dull to talk about in the autumn, to be honest. Um, sorry, you look like you're going to say something.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a bit like Watch well, Island, it's a bit like watching the Scarlet at the minute, I say. Yeah. It's yeah. Scarlet, so. <laughs> Where, it's, uh, there's, there's nothing really happening to talk about. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it sums up when we did the interview the other day with Rory, and Rory sums up and says that the only talking point from the squad announcement was how long is Jacob Stockton going to be out for? not, you haven't picked this player, or why have you picked that one, is how long no. you injured, because the squad pretty much picks itself, there's no one that really isn't in there that's standing out that should be in there so, yeah, I, I agree was... yeah, they're, they're in a bit of a transition, aren't
0: they? Yeah, but not in a sort of, in the way I think Wales could be uh, they're more likely to be terrible, but there's a chat outside chance I think PIVAC could really make them click and they could be wonderful and they could win it, you know, yeah. um I, I think there's more chance of Wales finishing last and more chance of Wales finishing first than Ireland in either of those positions. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, just... I
2: put money on a, a Welsh second place.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. I,
2: I had a moment of madness and I thought, ah, I'm going for it. I, I'm being stupidly optimistic, but not so optimistic. I think yeah. we get in see France.
0: How, <laughs> how annoyed would you be if they won the whole thing? <laughs> just
2: trusted myself
1: <laughs> Going into that last game Wanting us to lose So you win your bet
2: Do I want us to win Or do I want to look smug Do I want us to win Or do I want us to win? <laughs> so we'll uh, We'll finish off With a quick Either or So just a quick fire okay. So I'll give you two options And you can pick your favourite So BBC or ATV BBC Toulon or Toulouse Toulouse Leo Carax Or Jean-Luc Godard
0: Oh, um, ooh, early Goddard. Okay, that's...
2: Emil yeah. or Romain Entermach?
0: Uh, Romain, I'm sort of more familiar with through age.
2: Café Rouge or pret <laughs> <laughs> um, I
0: mean, I am too an affluent to be especially familiar with either, but I have been into a prep before so so Café Rouge
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, Charles Olivon or Tune of Olivon
0: <laughs>
2: Charles of course Emmanuel Macron or Rugby Kids Made by Macron <laughs> uh,
0: Emmanuel Macron
2: and I think I already know the answer to the last one Speak French by Jamie Fox or Can't Speak French by Girls Aloud
0: Oh, girls Aloud, any day of the week. <laughs> any you name any girls Aloud song against anything else, against any presidents of France, against any captains, <laughs> any any whatever's. I'm I'm going for the girls Aloud song. I thought
2: you might say that. <laughs> well, not exactly that, but I thought. Um, you might-
0: no, I'm I'm pretty predictable.
2: <laughs> I think there's one thing that can never be said for you, Robbie. <laughs> That's that <how> you're predictable.
0: <laughs> Much like Louis now. <laughs>
2: It's gone full circle. What a week of wrapping yeah. up. So uh, that's it for us. Thank you very much, Robbie, for coming on. It's absolutely superb. Thank you for, for your time. Thank I you, no problem. Um Yeah, thanks so much. Good luck with your broadcasting career.
0: <laughs> thanks, Steve.
2: You've been listening to Rock and Roll
1: in association with health and adversity, tackling mental health together. Sports Social Podcast Network